ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so we were discussing last week the chapter regarding intercession the chapter regarding shafa'ah and we mentioned that there are two types of shafa'ah the intercession which is acceptable and permissible and that is the one which has the conditions that it is by the permission of Allah and that Allah is pleased with the one making the intercession and the one who the intercession is being made for and that was proven because on the day of judgment when the prophet sallallahu makes the intercession for the people it is mentioned that he goes and prostrates before the throne of Allah and then when Allah gives the permission for him to raise his head and tells him to ask and the intercession will be given that's when the prophet sallallahu then makes the intercession after the permission of Allah so intercession must be by the permission of Allah and it must be done by the one whom Allah is pleased with and on behalf of one who Allah is pleased with then we were mentioning some of the evidences for that the evidence for the permission of Allah being needed is in ayatul kursi where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions man dhalladhi yashfa'u indahu illa bi'idhni who is it that can make intercession except with his permission who is it that can make intercession with him except by his permission? It requires the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is within Ayatul Kursi. Ayatul Kursi, the greatest ayah of the Qur'an. The greatest ayah of the Qur'an due to, due to the names and attributes of Allah that are mentioned within it. In fact... Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned that the magicians who used to fly on their carpets, the magicians who used to fly on their carpets, if a person of Tawheed, a person of Taqwa, recited Ayatul Kursi upon these magicians flying, with the jinn obviously flying their carpets for them, the power of Ayatul Kursi with the Tawheed within it, it would cause those jinn to fall, the carpet to fall, the magician to fall. They would not be able to burden the strength of Ayatul Kursi upon them. And similarly, it is mentioned that it is sunnah to recite Ayatul Kursi several times in the day. When are those times when it is sunnah to recite Ayatul Kursi in the day? After the prayers. So five times after the prayers, that's five, once after every prayer. Five there, once after Fajr, once after Dhuhr, once after Asr, once after Maghrib, once after Isha. Five there. Then... Before going to sleep, it's mentioned how that is a protection. Before going to sleep, that's six. Then, so once in the morning and once in the evening. Once in the morning and once in the evening. So altogether, you end up with how many times? Eight. eight. Two, and then we already did six as well. So eight times altogether. It's mentioned eight times in the day is sunnah to recite it. So this is Ayatul Kursi. Then the next ayah in this chapter 
وكم من ملك في السماوات لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا الا من بعد ان ياذن الله لمن شاء لمن يشاء ويرضى this ayah actually has all of the conditions within it this ayah mentions that the intercession of كم من ملك في السماوات لا تغني شفاعتهم شيئا that their intercession will not benefit at all except the intercession will not benefit at all except من بعد أن يأذن الله after Allah gives permission لمن يشاء ويرضى to whomsoever Allah is pleased with and is content with i.e. the people of Tawheed those whom Allah is pleased with so that indicates to you both conditions the condition that it needs to be by the permission of Allah and that it must be upon those whom Allah is pleased with that it must be upon those whom Allah is pleased with so here this ayah tells you that even the angels in the heavens even the angels in the heavens many of them that the intercession would not benefit even via them unless it was by the permission of Allah. The only intercession that benefits is the one that is by the permission of Allah and uh, uh, by the one whom Allah is pleased with, i.e. is a person of Tawheed. فَدَلَّ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ الْأَمْرَ كُلَّهُ لِلَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَىٰ وَتُطْلَبُ شَفَاعَةُ وَغَيْرُهَا مِنَ اللَّهِ This indicates that all of the affair is controlled by Allah. Not even the angels you can seek the intercession from them. The intercession is purely to be sought from Allah. All of the worship, all of the dua, every affair is to Allah alone. وَلَا يُتَعَلَّقُ عَلَىٰ غَيْرِهِ And a person is not to connect himself or to attach himself to other than Allah. وَلَا تُصْرَفُ الْعِبَادَةُ إِلَّا لَهِ And the worship is not to be given to anyone except him. وَلَا يُدْعَىٰ إِلَّا هُوَ And the dua is not made to anyone else except him. وَلَا يَجُوزِ اتِّخَاذُ الْوَسَائِطِ بَيْنَ الْخَلْقِ وَبَيْنَ اللَّهِ فِي قَضَاءِ الْحَاجَاتِ And it is not permissible to take intermediaries between yourself and Allah to fulfill your needs. وَتَفْرِيجُ الْكَرَبَاتِ And to remove any difficulties which may have overcome you. To remove any hardships or difficulties, you do not take intermediaries. Rather you make your dua directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here... The Shaykh mentions as Shaykh Al-Fawzal, as for the Prophets and Messengers, then their responsibility was At-Tabligh Anillah. Muhammad Al-Rusul here At-Tabligh Anillah. Amma annahum yakununa wusata bayna Allahi wa bayna khalqihi fi qada al-hawaij, fahada amrun baatil. The Prophets and the Messengers, they were given that revelation and the responsibility to convey that revelation to the people. As for people taking the prophets and messengers as intermediaries between themselves and Allah, this is as the Shaykh says, Amrun Batil. This is something which is complete falsehood. وَلِذَلِكَ يَقُولُ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّةِ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بْنُ تَيْمِيَّةِ رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى says, هُنَاكَ وَاسِطَةَ مَنْ أَثْبَتَهَا كَفَرَ وَوَاسِطَةَ مَنْ أَنْكَرَهَا كَفَرَ there is one type of intermediary. If you believe in it, you affirm it, then it is disbelief. You have disbelieved. 
There is another type of intermediary. If you reject it, you disbelieved. So one of the types of intermediaries, if you believe in it, then it's kufr. But there's another type of intermediary, if you don't believe in it, that's kufr. So what's the type of intermediary, if you believe in it and you affirm it, that is actually kufr, it's, a, it's not acceptable, it's haram, impermissible. That is this type of intercession that people they do when they go to the deceased or they go to the prophets and messengers and they take them as intermediaries between themselves and Allah. And they ask them to take the dua from them to Allah. Taking that type of intermediary is impermissible. If you affirm that, then it's, it's disbelief, it's kufr, it's shirk. It's not permissible to do that. But the other type of intermediary that you must accept, if you reject it, it will be kufr is... What's that one? فَالْوَاسِطَةَ الَّتِي مَنْ أَنْكَرَهَا كَفَرْ هُمُ الرُّسُلُ عَلَيْمَ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ فِي تَبْلِيغْ أَمْرِ اللَّهِ يعني من جحد رسالة الرسول كفر فالرسول واسط بين الله وبين الناس في تبليغ رسالة So whomsoever denies the messenger as an intermediary for the revelation to come The messenger was the intermediary for the revelation to come to us Allah didn't give us the revelation every person individually The revelation was given to the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, He then conveyed that to the people he then gave that to the people, to the companions who then passed it on. So what was the intermediary for the revelation to come to us via Prophet Muhammad Wasallam? You've got to affirm the messengership of the Prophet Wasallam. That intermediary, i.e. the messengership of the Prophet Wasallam, in bringing that revelation and conveying it to us. You've got to affirm that. Whoever disbelieves in the messenger, it's kufr. So that you've got to affirm. But the intermediary of trying to take the prophets and messengers as intercession between yourself and Allah, to take your needs to Allah, that is the one which is impermissible. Then, the next ayah, or in fact, before we move on to that, the shaykh, he actually explains the correct belief that a person should be upon. That instead of going to the prophets and messengers to seek intercession, or going through the angels, or going through other people who are supposed to be righteous people who have deceased or otherwise, instead of going through these other people for your dua and for your needs to be answered, then it is upon a person that he makes dua to Allah directly himself. A person to make dua to Allah directly himself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمُ ادْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ and your Lord said, make dua to me, I will answer you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ ادْعُونِي And your Lord said, make dua to me, أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ I will answer to you, I will answer your dua. And in the hadith, the hadith which is mutawatir, يَنزِلُ رَبُّنَا سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَ كُلَّ لَيْلَةٍ إِلَى سَمَاءِ الدُّنْيَا فَيَقُولْ هَلْ مِنْ سَائِلٍ فَأَعْطِيهِ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends in the last third of the night. In the last third of the night, Allah descends to the lowest heaven to the earth. And says, who is asking me and I will give them whatever dua they are asking me for. Who is seeking forgiveness and I will give them forgiveness. Who is... Uh, making some other tawbah or dua or asking, and I will give them that. 
فالباب مفتوح بينك وبين الله عز وجل so the door is open between yourself and Allah the door is open between yourself and Allah to make that dua to Allah فلماذا هذا التعريج هذه الأباطيل التي تجعلها بينك وبين الله the sheikh says so why is there this this uh, uh, stages in going up why is it that you think that there are these stages you have to go through the righteous person who will then take your dua higher to the next level? Why do you think there are these levels you need to go through, these intermediaries? When Allah tells you the door is open, make dua to Him directly. Make dua to Allah directly. You don't have to go through these stages. These are false. These intermediaries and these intercessions. Similarly, Allah says, وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ that if they ask you, if my servants ask you about me, then indeed I am close. I answer the dua of the one who calls upon me. So Allah is telling us in all of these verses, in these hadith, we are being told that a person makes dua directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you don't go through intermediaries and you don't go through intercession and the deceased people in the graves of the prophets and messengers. All of that is falsehood. You make your dua directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then this ayah is mentioned. Qawluhu ta'ala, قُلِ ادْعُوا الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ لَا يَمْلِكُونَ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Allah says, call upon the ones who you claim besides Allah. These others who you are claiming, intermediaries, intercession, whatever, call upon them. لا يملكون مثقال ذرة. They do not control even an atom's weight of anything في السماوات ولا في الأرض. Neither in the heavens nor in the earth. So say to them, rather not call upon them, say to them that those whom you are calling ادعوا الذين زعمتم من دون الله call upon these others that you claim besides Allah. They do not control even an atom's weight in the heavens or the earth. قال أبو العباس يعني شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية نفى الله عما سواه كل ما يتعلق به المشركون فنفى أن يكون لغيره ملك أو قسط منه أو يكون عونا لله ولم يبقى إلا الشفاعة فبين أنها لا تنفع إلا لمن أذن له الرب كما قال ولا يشفعون إلا لمن ارتضى so in this statement, Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has negated, has negated, ruled out all of those other things that the mushrikeen were depending upon and connected to besides Allah. Allah has negated that any of those other things have any kingdom, they have any power, Allah has negated all of that from them. They have no kingdom, no power, no nothing. Or the fact that any of these others could be partners or helpers to Allah, Allah negates all of that. They are no partners or helpers to Allah. So nothing remains except only the intercession of Allah. And Allah has clarified that this intercession, it will not benefit a person unless it is by the permission of Allah and upon the one whom Allah is pleased with. Uh, فكلام شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية في توضيح هذه الآية وتفصيرها 
وختم به هذا الباب العظيم الذي هو باب شفاعة وقد مضى الكلام في أول الباب وما فيه من آيات وأحاديث وما فيه من تفصيل في أمر شفاعة لأن أمر شفاعة أمر مشكل من قديم الزمان وحديث لأن كثيرا أو جميع من يقع منهم الشرك في العبادة بدعاء الأولياء والصالحين والموتى إذا سئلوا وقيل لهم هذا شرك قالوا لا هذا ليس بشرك لأننا لم نقصد أن نعبد من, من دون الله أحدا لأننا نعلم أن العبادة حق, الله حق لله لكن هؤلاء أناس صالحون لهم مكان عند الله ومن العادة أن الإنسان إذا كان له حاجة عند السلطان أو عند الملك أنه لا يتقدم, لا يتقدم إليه بحاجته مباشرة لأنه يخشى أن لا يقبل منه أو لا يعرف فحتى لا يرد طلبه يجعل بين يجعل بينه وبين المطلوب منه واسطة فهذه الواسطة تشفع له عند من عنده طلب المحتاج هذا حاصل ما يجيبون به The Sheikh says now uh, we've already mentioned the narrations regarding the shafa'a and the issue is something very old this problem that the people have got over this issue of intercession the Sheikh says it is something very old Even from the olden times, if you were to say to these people that this type of intercession you are seeking, it is not permissible. They would say to you, no, this isn't shirk what we're doing. They would say to you, we're not committing shirk. Because they will say, these people in their graves, we're not asking them for anything. We're not asking them to answer our dua. All we are doing is asking them to take our dua to Allah. Allah is the one who we are asking. But these people were great, big imams, righteous people. They've got status with Allah. They are beloved to Allah. So we ask them to take our dua to Allah. So in the end they say, we're not making dua to them. We're making dua to Allah. We're just asking them to take our dua to Allah. But that is incorrect. It is still a form of shirk. You are now making intermediaries between yourself and Allah. making intermediaries between yourself and Allah, going through other people, deceased people, dead people who cannot even hear you, asking them to take your dua to Allah. So that is something false and that is something incorrect. And one of the reasons is because you're comparing Allah to creation. In creation, like we said, if you need to go to the king and ask for something, then you may not want to go by yourself. Because you fear that the king doesn't know who you are. You fear you'll just be kicked out. Nobody will listen to you if you go. Nobody knows you. The king doesn't know you. You don't have any status, any position. So you fear that it may not be answered. You, not, you fear you may not get what you need from the king. So you ask somebody who's got position and status. He's somebody respected and he knows the king. You ask him to go on your behalf and ask for you. That is in the creation. As for making this example to Allah, then you have made a deficiency to Allah. Making this type of example or parable to Allah, then you have made a false parable to Allah. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of secondary people to come and tell Him. Allah hears everything, knows everything. You make dua to Him directly. So if you make these intermediaries, you're making a deficiency, attributing a deficiency to Allah. And this type of example that you're making is incorrect. Allah said in the Quran, فَلَا تَضْرِبُوا لِلَّهِ الْأَمْثَالِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ وَأَنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ 
Do not make these examples to Allah. Do not make these parables to Allah. Indeed, Allah knows and you do not. And similarly, Allah mentioned, وَلَمْ يَكُنْ لَهُ كُفُوًا أَحَدٍ that there is nobody who is equal or a partner to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing that resembles Allah. So do not make these comparisons or these parables to Allah in regards to how things work in the creation. فَهَذِهِ الشَّفَاعَةِ الَّتِي يَظُنُّهَا الْمُشْرِكُونَ هِيَ مُنْتَفِيَ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ كَمَا فَنَاهَا الْقُرْآنِ وَأَخْبَرَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ أَنَّهُ يَأْتِي فَيَسْجُدُ لِرَبِّهِ وَيَحْمَدُهُ لا يبدأ بالشفاعة أولا ثم يقال له ارفع رأسك وقل يسمع وصل تعطى وشفع تشفع So this type of intercession that the mushrikeen think is okay They say we're not making dua to them We're just asking them to take it to Allah That type of intercession the mushrikeen think it's okay However in reality that is a type of intercession that is false And on the day of judgment that will become clear to them This is negated, this is false, this intercession the Qur'an has nullified that type of intercession. And the Prophet ﷺ has already mentioned that when he comes on the day of judgment and he prostrates before Allah, before Allah, and then he praises Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then when Allah says to him, raise your head, say and you will be listened to, ask and you will be given, make the intercession and you will be given the intercession. Only then... Does the Prophet ﷺ make that intercession? And so this comes back to the same points that we mentioned before. Allah says in the Quran, وَيَعْبُدُونَ مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَذَرُّهُمْ وَلَا يَنْفَعُهُمْ وَيَقُولُونَ هَأُولَاءِ شُفَعَاءُنَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ These people, they worship these others besides Allah, and these others do not benefit them, they do not harm them, and yet they claim that these are our intermediaries between us and Allah. وَالَّذِينَ اتَّخَذُوا مِن دُونِهِ أَوْلِيَاءِ مَا نَعْبُدُهُمْ إِلَّا لِيُقَرِّبُونَا إِلَى اللَّهِ زُلْفَىٰ That those whom took partners alongside Allah with these awliya as they claim. They say we do not worship them except for them to bring us closer to Allah. These were the types of excuses and the types of reasonings they gave. So all of this is false. All of this intercession and intermediary is false. And it is negated by the Qur'an. Then, it continues to mention the narration of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu anhu. Where he said to the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, مَنْ أَصْعَدُ النَّاسِ بِشَفَاعَتِكَ Who is the happiest person with your intercession. Who will be the happiest person for your intercession, O Messenger of Allah? So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, قَالْ مَنْ قَالْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ The Prophet ﷺ replied, that the most happiest person with my intercession on the Day of Judgment will be, the person who says, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Sincerely from his heart. There is no deity worthy of worship in truth except Allah. Sincerely from his heart. So this intercession of the Prophet ﷺ will be for the people of sincerity. Those who were upon sincerity in Tawheed. 
وَلَا تَكُونُوا لِمَنْ أَشْرَكَ And it will not be for those people who committed shirk. So in this hadith of Abu Hurairah, it is mentioned that he asked the Prophet ﷺ, who is the happiest of people with your intercession? And in the narration actually it mentions that when the Prophet ﷺ heard this question from Abu Hurairah, when the Prophet ﷺ heard Abu Hurairah ask him this question, the Prophet ﷺ said to him, لَقَدْ ذَنَنْتُ أَنْ لَا يَسْأَلُنِي أَحَدٌ عَنْ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ غَيْرَكَ يَا أَبَا هُرَيْرَةَ لِمَا أَرَى مِنْ حِرْسِكَ عَلَى الْحَدِيثِ The Prophet ﷺ said to Abu Hurairah, I already thought, I thought nobody else was going to ask me about this before you. Because of what I see in you, in your eagerness for hadith. You are very eager to learn about hadith, so I thought nobody else was going to ask me about this before you. And it was Abu Hurairah who was the first. So then the Prophet ﷺ told him that it is the people who say the La ilaha illallah with sincerity. فَدَلَّ هَذَا الْحَدِيثِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ شَفَاعَةَ الرَّسُولِ بَعْدَ إِذْنِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَ بِهَا لَا تَكُونُ إِلَّا لِأَهْلِ الْإِخْلَاصِ This indicates that the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ on the Day of Judgment will only be for the people of sincerity. Those who are upon sincerity in Tawheed. لَا تَكُونُوا لِأَهْلِ الشِّرْكِ It will not be for the people of shirk. وَأَهْلُ الْإِخْلَاصِ And who are the people of sincerity? They are the ones, مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ اَيْ تَلَفَّضَ بِهَا خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ Whoever says, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Sincerely from his heart, and of course understands it and practices it. لَمْ يَقُلْهَا بِلِسَانِهِ فَقَدْ Not somebody who just says it and doesn't bother with anything else. Or like the munafiqeen who said it and actually opposed it in their hearts. إِنَّمَا قَالَهَا عَارِفًا لِمَعْنَاهَا A person says it knowing and understanding the meaning of Tawheed. عَامِلًا بِمُقْتَضَاهَا Acting upon what is necessitated, what is necessitated by the shahada. Not to just say, لا إله إلا الله and then go commit shirk. But to say, لا إله إلا الله, understand it and practice it and be upon Tawheed. مُعْتَقِدًا لَهَا بِقَلْبِهِ Believing in that sincerely from your heart, they are the ones who will be the happiest of the people with the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ for them on the Day of Judgment. أَمَّا الَّذِي يَقُولْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَهُوَ لَا يَعْرِفُ مَعْنَاهَا وَلَا مَا تَدُلُّ عَلَيْهِ أَوْ يَعْرِفُ مَعْنَاهَا لَكِنَّهُ لَا يَعْتَقِدُهَا بِقَلْبِهِ كَحَالِ الْمُنَافِقِينَ فَهَذَا لَا تَنْفَعُهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا الله. As for a person who just says, La ilaha illallah, hasn't got a clue what it means, or what it indicates, and what you're supposed to do, and how you're supposed to be on Tawheed. Or he knows the meaning, but he doesn't believe in it anyway, like the munafiqeen who used to say it, but they didn't believe in it, even though they knew the meaning of it. So those types of people, the shaykh says, they will not benefit from the shahada. وَلَيْسَ لَهُ شَفَاعًا And those types of people won't get the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ. إِنَّمَا شَفَاعًا لِأَهْلِ الْإِخْلَاصِ the intercession is only for the people of sincerity. وَهُمُ الَّذِينَ يَنْطِقُونَ بِهَذِي الْكَلِمَةِ مُخْلِسِينَ لِلَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا تَدُلُّ عَلَيْهِ هَذِي الْكَلِمَةِ مِنْ إِفْرَادِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى بِالْعِبَادَةِ And they are the ones who pronounce and utter this statement of the shahada, of tawheed, of sincerity, knowing its meaning, acting upon it, believing in it. They are the ones whom will be uh, uh, given that intercession of the Prophet عَلَىٰ أَنَّهُ لَا حَظَّ لِأَهْلِ الشِّرْكِ فِي الشَّفَاعَةِ This therefore indicates that there is no portion, there is no part of the intercession for the people of shirk. 
They do not have any of the intercession due to their shirk. Even, therefore, كُلُّ هَؤُلَاءِ الْمُشْرِكُونَ الْقُدَامَ وَالْمُحْدِثُونَ هَؤُلَاءِ الَّذِينَ يَأْتُونَ إِلَى الْقُبُورِ ويبحثون عندها على ركبهم ويتمرغون بجباههم على ترابها ويذبحون لها وينظرون لها ويتمسحون بها ويقولون هؤلاء أولياء يشفعون لنا عند الله هؤلاء كلهم محرومون من هذه شفاعة وفعلهم هذا تعب بلا فائدة وضرر بلا منفعة لأن هذا هو عين فعل المشركين السابقين الشيخ سيزاسف all of these مشركين past and present those who come to the graves and they crawl around the graves on their knees and they put their foreheads down into the dust around the graves prostrating and bowing and all sorts and they slaughter for these people in the graves and they vow to these people in the graves and they wipe over these graves and do all these types of things then these people with these types of actions of theirs they will not be given the intercession they will not have the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ. They will be deprived of the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ. All of these actions of theirs, they are tiring themselves out without any benefit. وَحَقِيقَتُهُ أَنَّ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ يَتَفَضَّلُ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِ الْإِخْلَاصِ فَيَغْفِرُ لَهُمْ بِوَاسِطَةِ دُعَاءِ مَنْ أَذِنَ لَهُ أَنْ يَشْفَعْ لِيُكْرِمَهُ وَيَنَالَ الْمَقَامَ الْمَحْمُودِ فَالشَّفَاعَةَ الَّتِي نَفَاهَا الْقُرْآنَ مَا كَانَ فِيهَا شِرْكَ وَلِهَذَا أُثْبِتَتْ الشَّفَاعَةَ بِإِذْنِهِ مَوَاضِعَ He says the reality of it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives that virtue to the people of sincerity. Allah gives that virtue to the people of sincerity and He forgives them. Via the dua of those who Allah gives permission for them to make the dua. Those people who intercede for the believers on the day of judgment by the permission of Allah. Then Allah favors them and gives them that intercession and gives them that success in order to honor those people. Uh, as for the shafa'ah which has been negated by the Quran, then that is the type of shafa'ah which is shirk. And that's why it has been established uh, uh, it has been established only by the permission of Allah in various places. In various places it has been established and proven that the intercession is correct, but that is only where it is by the permission of Allah. وَقَدْ بَيَّنَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّهَا لَا تَكُونُ إِلَّا لِأَهْلِ الْإِخْلَاصِ وَالتَّوْحِيدِ And the Prophet has clarified that this intercession will not be except for the people of Sincerity and Tawheed. It will not be except for the people of sincerity and Tawheed. Not for the people who go and commit these types of acts around the graves, commit these types of activities around the graves, thinking that this will be the intercession for them, or these people will raise them up, or these people will take their dua to Allah, these people will bring them closer to Allah. All of these types of things they do, they go and vow at the graves, they slaughter at the graves, they do tawaf around the graves. These are all acts which are against Islam, they are against Tawheed, they are against the teachings of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So that is regarding intercession. Any questions so far on this topic of intercession?
example, if you ask a person of knowledge or uh, a scholar to make dua for you, not for you, but you ask him so he can make dua like somebody asked That's permissible. Going to the righteous people who are alive, they are present, they can hear you. You go to a righteous person, you say, Make dua for me or make dua for us. That's permissible, it is allowed. That's like the example of the Prophet when they used to say to him when he was alive. And even when Abbas was alive and they said to him, you make the dua. So that's permissible when somebody's alive, you can say to them, make dua for me. But still the scholars, they say, it is suitable that you don't depend on other people. Make dua for yourself. Make dua for yourself. Have your trust and dependence in Allah. Rather than going to other people and saying, you make dua for me, you make dua for me. All the time going around everywhere, make dua for me, make dua for me. Make dua for yourself. There's the narration about Tawus. When uh, uh, two of the Salaf, one of them was ill, another one of them came to visit him. So the one who came to visit the ill one, he said to the ill one, make dua for me. Oh no, no, the ill one. The ill one said to the one who came to visit him, the ill one said to the one who came to visit him, make dua for me. The one who was visiting him said, you make dua for yourself. You're in a state where you're ill, in this type of state, make your dua, there's likelihood you'll be answered. So you make the dua for yourself in this situation, why are you asking me? You're in the state of illness, that's a state of weakness, make dua to Allah, be submissive to Allah, it's a good possibility of being answered. So a person should be dependent, not on other people. Trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have your connection, make your dua, rather than going around saying to people, you do it for me, you do it for me, you make dua for me. Really, a person does the dua himself, makes the dua himself. Rain from some of the imam, now the, the imam does it. The imam, there's the particular prayer. There's the prayer for the rainfall. And the imam would do the prayer for the rainfall and he would make the dua for the rainfall. That would be done by the imam. It's done in the uh, countries where you have days where there's uh, uh, no rainfall for a long time, drought. And this dua is done, the istisqa. The dua for the rainfall to occur. And the imam would make that dua, he would make the prayer. He would do that anyway. The imam would lead that. You know, you said Allah descended on the, the third part of the night. No. So how do you work out the third part of the night? The night, the scholars they mention, you basically just split it up into three. Divide the night by uh, division into three. Between Maghrib and Fajr. That's slightly different about where and where to. Some scholars they say from the uh, start time of Fajr. Others they say no from the actual sunrise. The night carries on up till Fajr time. Some say, no, you have to calculate it all the way up to uh, uh, sunrise. And even from the beginning time, there are some scholars who said you start calculating from Isha time. But many of them say from Maghrib time when the night begins. So basically from around about Maghrib time to around about Fajr time, however many hours there are divided by three, and the last portion, so if, if, you, if it's nowadays, what is it? Nowadays Maghrib is roughly four o'clock, and Fajr is roughly seven a.m. So how many hours is that? 15. Divide by 3, 5. 7 take away 5. Is what? 2 o'clock. So from 2 o'clock onwards will be the last third of the night, roughly. Roughly 2 o'clock around about there onwards is the last third of the night. Work out how many hours there are, divided by 3. And then just work it out, subtract from the time of Fajr. And that last third is the last third then. So roughly, roughly 2 o'clock onwards around about that time is the last day of the night. If that's all, we'll leave it there today. We'll start the next chapter next week, which is the chapter regarding 
guidance. And this ayah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet sallallahu You cannot guide who you love. So we're going to explain in the next chapter from this explanation of Shaykh Al-Fawzan, what does this ayah mean? What does it mean that the Prophet sallallahu can't guide who he loves? What was the story of the uncle of the Prophet sallallahu Inshallah we'll do that next week at the same time, uh, approximately 8 p.m. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين